Welcome to Mindful Space to Pause. Your host is Dee Lee. In our show, you'll experience what it means to take a break, get in tune with your true self, and be in the present. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and I'm your host today as we explore practicing presence, exploring what if. We can begin applying this immediately as we embark on this personal design assignment of ourselves. What if is a big question. What if you pause and look around? Without a sound, a shared smile in any any language will flow for miles. You immerse yourself in nature's beautiful, colorful bounty. You feel a spark of appreciation in your heart for the single way it is just there. What if you pause and look around because you really care? You pick up something dropped and out of place and you put it away somewhere. You hear the chirp of a bird in a tree even when it cannot be seen. You feel a spark of appreciation in your heart for the simple way it is just there. What if you pause and along with others, everyone expresses a thought of joy? What, where does it lead? Where is the peace? Where is the release? What if one valued minute out of a daily 1,440 is spent by everyone in a focused mindset with passion, with gratitude, in friendship, in tranquility, with courage, and in prosperity? What if we have an attitude of, I can do this? and become a catalyst to transform our own surrounding world, like a flower blooming in the sun, and with appreciation and love in our hearts, this can be done. A pause isn't a moment of nothing. Used strategically, we can look at it as a tool, as it helps us to build some connections with whomever you're speaking with. So when you pause, you are giving people time to process what you have said and it allows people to be engaged with what you are saying but it also allows them to follow what comes next when you gain awareness of what you know where your communication stands um, we also want to look at not just where we're standing but also if we're also concerned about verbal pauses because sometimes we have a lot of different words we use that we're trying to fill up space. We can help ourselves by listening to ourselves and notice when we come out and say, hmm, ah, or maybe have a lot of words like and, and, and. So it's helpful sometimes when you're speaking uh, in a conversation to really listen to yourself as you're speaking or maybe have someone else that helps to listen. When we look at this, there is um, you know, a lot of possibility for learning that um, Toastmasters helps in their program to um, focus on the verbal f- pauses because people are actually learning how to give speeches and looking at the uh, actual speech itself or when you're talking face-to-face in conversation, when you're talking on the phone. And verbal pauses are the ums and the ahs, you know, that, this, you know, someone is is adding the, the words and some of them are pauses that we're not sure, maybe we're not sure of the words, or we're trying to come up with different syllables that are in there. It's a bridge, and we work with words like, and but, and so. If we say a lot of these words, and then we pause, sometimes we can get lost also, because we may not know what we're really trying to get to for the next word. So some of these are repeated words, and we might keep repeating the word until we get clarity in our minds as to, okay, well, now it's ready to be the next section. So we don't have to actually keep filling up space. And um, 
Toastmasters has a focus um, in their meetings of counting awes, uh, it becomes very helpful when you focus on it because then you start thinking about it as you're going. And it can be very eye-opening when you're thinking about uh, doing this and then listening to yourself too. So as you're looking at the, the pause or the verbal pause, one of the simplest ways to replace it is the silent pause. And that's actually preferable because then someone is not trying to understand all these fillers and we are then uh, having the um, word and we're in that process of uh, finding out, okay, is this uh, clear? Sometimes we can treat it like the the idea of having noise and some of the verbal pauses are really distracting too when you're trying to communicate something. So the idea here is to not muddle our message and uh, and have it as noise for someone's ears. So we are looking to be aware and to practice. So as we start looking at the practice, when we're aware of it, we start listening to ourselves and it's like, when you go and buy a new car, you're going to start seeing that car or maybe that color around you. It's the same with when you focus on something like the verbal pauses, you're going to be listening to others as you communicate with them. Or you might be watching the news and, and have somebody um, very excited about something and uh, listen, you'll start listening and maybe you'll start counting these things too. So it becomes an opportunity to uh, look from the standpoint of finding these things because then as you're becoming more aware, uh, it's an idea that um, if we get rid of those ahs and ums, it makes our powerful message come through a little better. So it's part of the conversation and we try to help ourselves by um, practicing and eliminating this noise uh, and having it something that as we're improving too, we, our message gets to be a lot more clear. Some of it is also an attitude. You know, attitude is really everything uh, in how we go about this. So the question we had to start with was what if? What if we have the attitude of gratitude? It can be difficult sometimes to think of things that we're grateful when everything in our life seems to be going wrong. So how do we get out of that kind of a, a area? Uh, sometimes we have to stop, pause, count our blessings, finding a bit of thankfulness as we are looking for our, in, our happiness level. When we feel, fill our minds with an attitude of gratitude, we're going to actually find ourselves feeling more fulfilled and joyful each day. And it can become a regular habit as we are looking for appreciation, not just um, very big things in our lives, but also very small things. If we concentrate on what we have, you'll always have more. But if we concentrate on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. That's Lewis Howes' quote. How do you develop an attitude of gratitude? Because it it's not a normal that just shows up. We want to count our blessings. And uh, it's good to have a list of things that, you know, not th just things, but ways you are feeling blessed. We can think about the blessings, but it's good to actually write them and, and count them and start with big things and work down into smaller things. If you do this a couple times a day, you're going to find yourself feeling a higher uh, energy as well. If we're coming down to a point where we can't really find the, the items um, in our minds or in outside, um, think of it as an ABC, you know, looking for something that uh, as you come up with a letter of ABC, finding out just, okay, well, what do I have that starts with A? Maybe it's attitude. You have a higher attitude, that is, that's an attitude of gratitude. 
congratulations. And as you do this, you're going to be also coming along with um, maybe something you haven't even thought about. If you just start with a few things, maybe think of maybe three things that you're grateful every day or part of the day. You can also find it um, possibly if you're thinking about it, but also writing it down. It's possible that you'll find things different each day. As you're out and about, there might be something that somebody did for you that was a total surprise. And it can be as simple as saying, oh, wow, the sun is out today. Look at this wonderful sky. You know, how does it feel to walk in the sun? And having it a feeling is also a good way to actually feel and test it so that you can um, represent it in your list and also in your attitude. When you start looking at the list itself, uh, some people get stuck because they don't understand that this list is for you. They might think that it's for other people, but this is really for yourself. And it's a way of tracking the things you're grateful for, if you think of it in a, in a journal perspective. So if you're finding yourself shifting from good times to bad times or, or difficult times, sometimes when you have something that's not easy to focus on, you can look higher and go back into prior attitudes and really bring that forward so that you're uh, are really having a time to say, okay, well, this is really an attitude that I want to maintain. Be grateful for yourself. That's part of the, the higher you know, starting point, too, in recognizing that you have all these different things that make you yourself. <clears throat> and when we think of the things that we've accomplished, actually, they may not be accomplishments, but we have, as ourselves, we have talents. And we have things that are things that maybe we don't consider are higher of value, but maybe they're helpful for other people outside of yourself. And maybe you do things just because. Those are things to be appreciating and knowing that, okay, you're, you're helping others and you have a positive attitude. People appreciate that. As we're going through this, too, we're learning how to look through the lens of gratitude and have that more available to ourselves. And as, this, as we look through that lens, we're going to find ourselves happier and more at peace. So there's really so much to be grateful for that sometimes we just get lost and we aren't focusing. But um, Kristen Armstrong said, when we focus on our gratitude, the tide of disappointment goes out and the tide of love rushes in. So we've got, you know, an opportunity here that um, instead of having a negative attitude, um, having a starting point of if that's part of how it feels, uh, pause and take some time to move yourself into more of a positive uh, frame of mind. It takes some time. And also, progress happens at different levels. Sometimes we can have progress that happens, and then we feel like we we slip back into um, a prior situation. So it's something that, as we're uh, cognizant of what we're doing, you know, we're uh, wanting to keep our attitudes in a higher bid. Or also, if we have a negative attitude, to to realize that and feel it and give ourselves a bit of time to shift out of that. Uh, and that is, uh, and let yourself feel like, well, life happens. And also knowing that you have the ability to change and say to yourself that, you know, you change the way you want to have it so that your current attitude can go into a can-do attitude rather than a heavy negative attitude. As we, we think about this, too, we're also looking at uh, the cycle of success for yourself. You know, some of the success levels are different for each person. So when you're thinking in terms of am I doing this right or am I doing this in the right speed, it can become uh, interesting as we're thinking about it and acting on it that we're maybe comparing ourselves to somebody else. And really, it's for yourself. 
so that you can feel better and that you can feel more in control of every area of your life. So it's a, an opportunity to really pause and look at the way that you're do, doing things, how your day feels when you get to the end of the day and say, okay, I have an attitude of a can-do attitude and I'm uh, blessed in all these ways and I know that this blessing is not just in my mind. You know, this is a blessing that I feel and I am sensing is also shared uh, so that it's like Napoleon Hill said, first comes thought, then organization of that thought into ideas and plans, then transformation of those plans into reality. The beginning, as you will observe, is in your imagination. And that's really true that you start out with a lot of these plans and, and guidelines and uh, questions in our minds. Or maybe we're imagining, you know, we're ha using our imagination and trying to look at it from a perspective of this is what I want to be doing. But come back to yourself and say, okay, the, the can-do attitude comes from inside but you're also giving yourself some guidance because you're, you're, you're present and you're saying, what if I do this? How does that work over here? Maybe you shift because of that what if question. And that's part of um, the you know, ideas that we have and we start with that shift. And it's an amazing shift because sometimes we shift and then we, we don't really track that uh, correctly. We might not even realize it is a shift, but it's also very much possible to do this. And on that note, we're going to take a quick pause and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space to Pause. And today we are uh, practicing presence with what if and asking ourselves questions and looking at ways to um, power up our ideas and our attitudes. And we were talking um, before the pause uh, about a can-do attitude. It really starts with your mindset. And um, we, we look at how people um, are actually taking a look in positive ways. And we say, okay, well, this is uh, how their minds are put together, possibly, or we're going to be uh, looking at a way to shift our minds into a mindset that is a can-do attitude. And through this, we're saying, okay, well, we're looking at um, something that might not feel natural, but that 
you know, in our process, it can be learned as to having a different set of things that we go through or practices, having a, a, a can-do attitude is is very much a, a way to get moving forward as we are shifting into being present. And when someone wants to achieve success but really doesn't have a mindset around it, it's very difficult to, to go there because we have a lot of tough situations sometimes that we're having to deal with and improve ourselves. And sometimes that mindset might be looked at as like, wow, I have to deal with this. And if we have an attitude that we can do something, um, we may fail at it. Obviously, there's always a failure potential, but it also gives you an opportunity that also gets you closer to success because of how you can shift that around and you can feel in control of it. It's about rising strength in a way that um, is not just physical, but it's also mental that you're able to have that attitude, confidence, and knowing that you can do something that might not be a feeling of success at the beginning, but that you're able to step forward with it. And when you have that attitude, when you come up against something, you have an opportunity to take a look at it. it you'll probably have a different way of viewing it. So again, it back, backs up to the what if situation. What if I approach this whatever with a different attitude and I can then do this um, just changing our thoughts or actions and our feelings sometimes can help us move things along in anything that we start looking at. So it's like a, a three-legged stool. You know, our thoughts and our actions and our feelings are really what help move us along. And if we think in this way, um, maybe we think positive, we use positive words, but if we feel negative about something, how will we actually come out and act? If the powerful process here is interesting to you, it's, it's, a, it's worth trying out. Um, and it can be something on the spur of the moment. Um, you can practice it in yourself. You can also practice it with um, almost different ways that you're out and about. You can practice positive language. Helping someone, um, you can do something for someone that is a total surprise. And um, if you find that people are just surprised, you know, then we know that not everybody is um, in um, the uh, attitude of, you know, this is possible. And so we want to take a, an opportunity to know that you're not like uh, in a way something is, is falling down and, and not working, but we want to have it so that with this focus, you can actually be as congruent as possible. So what you want to do is remember that you need to be in alignment and know that your thinking your thinking needs to be in alignment with the way you act. And so as we have powerful thoughts, we also want to know that we can do something about whatever it is. You can stand taller. You can move with confidence. And when you are present, you also are able to take an active role in how you um, are observing yourself with the impact of what you're doing. As you tell yourself different things over and over again, your mind's going to start believing it. And our conscious really listens to ourselves. You know, the unconscious really doesn't have a feeling of positive or negative, but we are also listening and our consciousness can be something that we can work with. Um, as we go through this, we can identify too and tap into the way we feel and know that this is also helping to give us that caring attitude, not just for ourselves, but also with whatever else we're focused on. So our presence and our personality is just part of it, but as we have nonverbal communication too around us, how do you um, how do you sit? How do you stand? And this also gives you a feeling of confidence, so that as you're presenting, not your just voice, but also your physical, 
you're going to be thinking differently as you are standing taller and also knowing that the confidence helps to give you that um, kind of a can-do attitude in how someone else might observe what you're providing. So as we look back through this process, um, it's not just positive thinking that's by itself out there. It's really working with a congruence of the way we think and we act and we feel, and this helps to give us a complete cycle. As we go through this discussion, too, some of our self-worth might depend upon how we talk to ourselves. And um, people sometimes don't realize how much they really speak to themselves. And for the most part, a lot of it is very negative. Or we find ourselves putting ourselves down or comparing ourselves to other people. And in that mode, we can feel really um, down. We can make ourselves very feeling very heavy and very um, non-supported um, because we might be comparing to something that maybe isn't really even true. So, we have to be careful with looking at this streaming process going on in our mind and take time to really treat your mind and yourself as Uh, positive as possible, saying, okay, well, I don't understand why I believe that uh, conversation I'm having. Uh, It doesn't feel proper. It doesn't feel very good. And we want to be able to perceive the way that we're uh, explaining things to ourselves or how we speak with ourselves, because that's also possibly how it's going to react outside of ourselves, maybe in a negative way that is not really true. So um, it gives our image outside of ourself a different uh, level of focus too. So our self-image is part of our attitude and kind of like a chain reaction. So we want our attitude to be where we start and we are saying, okay, we have the ability here to do these various things and we can pursue these and we know that if we're having a limited attitude, that's going to affect ourselves in a lot of different ways. And we also know that we um, are able to say, okay, well, that just doesn't make sense. So it's, you know, it's taking the fair idea of, of do it, and I can do it, and I have good ideas, and uh, these ideas are then going to be something I can test and I can work with something and know that I can execute with them with that attitude. And, and that's very supportive. So we, we have this process that is very easy to uh, get into play here and practice. And uh, if we can not you know, believe everything that we're saying to ourselves, but have it more of a question. And so... Sometimes this also takes time, but it also takes the quiet and the, and the pausing space so that you can take the time that's necessary. As you get practicing, you're going to find yourself giving your uh, own self the habit of pause. And you might want to just pause and say, um, I'm just going to listen to what's going on. And um, as you listen, you can also make choices, you know, let the words flow and let them go. And as we go through this, we're also able to feel better about certain things too. It can be something, maybe you have an overwhelm, but then um, it's also releasing things and When you release things, you have space, and as you have more space for something, uh, you can also put more positive words in there. You can feel differently. You can have this as a habit that you play with. So, it all starts with our mindset, and it really affects all of our life, you know, a lot of the dimensions of our life. Um, We can start out with it being a game almost for ourselves. But positive thinking can get you quite a ways, but you still have to have an action process, too. You want to give yourself a balance with how the thoughts are. You know, when your thoughts are there, how does it feel? 
and check in with your feelings. And as you work with the, it's like a three-legged stool. You know, you take you take your thoughts and you and you're checking in. They feel good, and you know the feeling good also gives you a uh, way to act. And so, as we are thinking in this term, the power that we are able to have on this, and it also gives you potential for accomplishing a lot of things that you might want to be looking to do, um, your self-worth actually um, starts shifting. So, as we talk to ourselves in a different attitude and we start reaffirming that we have a can-do attitude, we're going to feel different. We're going to be a different outside person than just this inside voice. And when we have that kind of a uh, process, you know, it's, it's something where as we get more and more practice, you know, maybe you want to, you know, exercise every morning when you do a certain, you know, habit going, oh, I can do, I do have this attitude, and I you know, am really finding this to be very um, beneficial. You know, sometimes it can feel kind of funny um, when we talk to ourselves in a different way, or you're listening and you find yourself as a negative, um, and then you start having conversation, it can feel a little funny. But as you do this, too, you're going to find yourself shifting, and with each shift, that becomes some self-confidence getting stronger and stronger. And this also leads to different action that's a, a little different process. So, again, it's coming back to attitude is really very valuable. And we all have a, an ability to be present with our attitudes. So, how much does a smile cost? You know, it's, you know, smiling is something that's fairly... Um, it's like an almost an automatic. If you're if you're presented with something that's funny, you know you're going to laugh or you're going to have a higher feeling. And we say, okay, well, now it looks like okay, I'm going to smile. Well, how much does it cost? It doesn't cost anything, and um, it's something that uh, when we smile, we also feel better, and so. Um, it creates a lot of happiness in this process, and as we think about it, uh, it's, it has such a higher value than people put on it. Um, it normally, it's uh, when you think about something of value, you cannot buy it, um, and it's something that some people don't really look at it as valuable. So, um, essentially, the idea is that we want to be able to have a sense of value by it, and we um, a lot of times underestimate that you know, when you smile at somebody, it's going to really light them up, and they're going to feel different, too. So, uh, when you think of it, people smile all around the world, and it's different languages are I mean, essentially, a smile is recognized in every language. And when we think about it, they say smiles can go for miles. And in this case, you know, a smile could go around the world. So there is a lot of value in the sense of, you know, it helps to lighten up your uh, inside and, your, your, and the people who you smile to are going to feel um, that, oh, wow, this person's approachable, or maybe this, is, this isn't very something that I feel about, and I'm feeling like um, it, it encourages trust. So when people smile too much, there's also some of it um, that could be wonder, people wondering, well, if I'm, if I'm smiling too much, maybe I'm giving off the wrong impression, but um, smiling really is helping make us more creative, being in touch with people and connecting us to outside ourselves. So it triggers feelings of happiness and it's also helping to exchange you know, information. So you're smiling, you're, you're appreciative and you're feeling good too because this also shows that you have a higher disposition. So the more that you smile inside yourself, you're going to feel happier. And when you feel happy, that's also going to radiate outside yourself. On that note, we're going to take a quick pause and we will be right back. 
Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space to Pause. I'm Dee Lee, and we're doing some practice with um, mindset of happiness and smiling. Uh, what if we smile? How does that work? How does, I mean, how, we know how we just smile, but how does it feel? It, smiling really improves our mental and physical health, and it also makes us feel happier. And when we are looking at having ourselves happier, a lot of people around us are also going to feel happier. A smile is really inexpensive, yet it's so valuable. And people are attracted to people who smile. As we think about it, um, it's also contagious. Because when you smile at someone, the tendency is for someone to smile back. Or you also might receive smiles in their eyes. You know, when you look at someone, if they're just smiling but not really there, that can feel weird. But the more that, smile, that you smile and the happier you are, you're also going to attract that kind of interest because people like bubbly people. And or as you're faking, if you're faking it, then they also know that it's faking. So as we go through this, um, there's different ways that happen too when you laugh. Um, so in this process, we're just looking at the uh, the idea of what does it take to smile. It's more like being present and being appreciative of someone. Maybe it's a thank you. Saying thank you is sometimes um, also a smiling uh, event, and someone else is going to respond with that. So it, it's like looking for ways to communicate within you know our different. Uh, exchanges of communication where we can do this as possible because smiling really um, is, you know, contagious and we can start an epidemic of it if we are getting going with it and um, it's something that we just say, okay, we're, we're, we're going to smile today. We're, we are feeling good. We are um, doing this because we want to and we have that attitude we're going to feel less stressed ourselves and also people around us are going to be, as long as we're not faking this, um, we can also have an effect on our outside area. So when we look at this, we're saying, oh, this is joy, this is bliss. We are in a joyful life. And um, it's really taking an attitude of having positive vibes and feeling good energy. And this encourages us to have higher you know, joy. 
So pure joy is really like a fleeting emotion, but we say, what if we have some joy? How do we find our personal joy? And if we're in a joyful state of mind, we're going to find ourselves being more inspiring or inspired because we are wanting to become you know, more joyful because it feels good. And when we do this, um, what if we are in a positive mood? We can boost our happiness by focusing on positive things. And when we focus on positive things and we're present and we're listening to our minds in the stream process, we can also reduce our negative thinking. And after we do this, we're going to find ourselves, as we practice, we're going to be retraining our habitual thought patterns so that we can be in more of a positive thought process. So it comes back to the stool. You know, we think about these things, we're, we're changing, we're acting, and um, it's really becoming a, an easy habit to shift into and also have this effect that goes on not just in our brain, but in our action and all of the parts that go along with this. So when we also change, we're going to find that our tone of our thoughts is also going to affect the tone of our voice. And when we change our thoughts and we have a different tone in our voice, we're going to find ourselves actually helping catch other people in a um, possible thought exchange where maybe we are able to help them change something that's going on within themselves and help them feel better. Maybe it'll be a positive effect for them. After we start looking at this, we're also getting to a point where we're excited about our uh, motivation and having the effect within ourselves that, wow, this is really something I can do. We can concentrate on it, you know, with very little planning, we can feel it, and then we say, oh, well, it's time for us to be able to actually do this, and so I can do this, and I can experience it. Um, It'll also be a distraction so that your emotions and your stress levels might not be very high because you're feeling good. Um, As you keep practicing, it will also help to make it a habit, and um, when we start looking at ways to be more positive, we can say, wow, I just I need a, an opportunity here to take some time out and pause and, and really list all the happy thoughts I can now have. Um, now that I've released my negative thoughts and, and I'm in presence with listening to what's going on in my mind, I can shift this into a, um, a list of gratitude and look at it from not just attitude of gratitude, but you could also be taking um, a look at memories and jotting down some things like maybe you had vacation spots or childhood memories or some suggestions for going and visiting um, somebody or you might have, you know, the um, things that sort of resonate from memories where you um, have all of your senses with you and you're smelling a new fresh car or you have um, something that, that really triggers a memory that uh, is a visual image that's, you know, exciting. You know, it's, it's maybe it's a landscape that you're feeling excited about where you attended it made, made you happy. But as we're thinking about this too, that we want to pay attention to our thoughts and not all of them are always positive. So you want to be aware of negative thoughts and catch yourself about these negative or sad or stressful things. Um, Not that you might be unhappy, but the idea is to catch them and then shift them. And maybe just labeling them helps. Um, So we want to, once we have an unhappy thought, we want to let it go, but also immediately put in place a happy item and pick and choose from your experience so that you can then, as you go along here, you're going to be not just shifting it, but you're knowing that you can take something that you've just discovered possibly and put in some something that's a thought that is happy and your feelings are going to change too. So sometimes the brain gets bored because we're um, 
we're going over and over and over a situation because we're trying to think about it in a detail, but positive items sometimes are elusive. And so when we think about the, the uh, negative thoughts, we also want to let them go, but fill in with the positive ones. And as you develop the skill, you're being more conscious and as you are thinking in positive ways, you're going to be maybe tagging those or labeling labeling them so that you're aware of them, how they make you feel. So when you think of something negative, you can replace something with something positive. Along this way, you don't want to be out there going, I just can't do this. I am overwhelmed, blah, blah, blah. And... Um, and also, you don't become embarrassed because this is really very difficult sometimes. And it is possible that it might take a little bit and also um, be something that when you're thinking about it too closely, it becomes all, almost too much. And um, maybe if you find yourself in that way, just become very much into a different frame and let you know, yourself have some time to slow down and give yourself a smile for this is this is a, a really powerful experience because you're shifting into a different mindset. And it's also has a lot of ways that this could be um, changing different things happening, just not in the present, but also in the future. So as we think about words, you know, the word joy, there's a a set of words that um, each word has a separate meaning and sometimes it's different for each of us. But some of the words like bliss, blissfulness, gladness, happiness, some people call them warm fuzzies. That's a different language too. But um, it's really whatever the word is that helps to be triggering the um, the reaction in your thought process Um Things that create harmony are good to be also aware of because that's also playing with words. So it's, it's really listening and working within this. So as we're looking at the what ifs, what, what if we were able to also change so that we could be helping pick up things that are outside of ourselves that someone may have left somewhere? We can actually pick them up and put them in a place that um, they belong. And um, there's really, you know, a lot of attitudes around how uh, things are left. But when we look in, in the way of stress and we think in terms of what can we do in stressful times, we can also feel anxious. And that anxious anxiousness can have an impact on our brains and our mindsets, um, it can create insomnia and digestive issues. But by using the law of opposites, we can actually lessen the impact of these stressors and say, well, if we think about this from a, this um, law of opposites, we can shift. And we can say, okay, what if we shift this into a different uh, approach? So it helps to change ourselves in saying, okay, I'm not going to just avoid the anxiousness or the anxiety, but we're going to have a different mindfulness practice where we're going to say, okay, well, we're going to have a pause and we're going to then give ourselves time to actually change our minds in a way that feel good. And we can be gravitating to beauty in nature um, nature has all kinds of natural um, events going on that we don't really even understand sometimes. We are looking at it as um, you know, a sense of wonder or awe. And as we shift into looking more at nature, possibly we're out in nature, but you can also look at photos and feel the vibe of that photo and feel you know, the nat natural event going on or the, the if you have like a landscape or some kind of a natural event that you relate to, it will help. And it, it can actually be therapeutic to lower one's um, anxiousness. So um, 
it's sometime unconsciousness that we're we're finding ourselves in a different way. Um, but our unconsciousness, we can also direct into some more positive ways. So part of it is being present and understanding that um, we have a lot of um, our sensory uh, possibility where we take our senses when we see, hear, taste, smell, and feel different experiences are going to give us also a stimuli that we can repeat and we repeat. And as we go through this, we're going to then find that we're able to shift something. So as we find ourselves able to move our mindset out of the negative and into a uh, way that we're feeling uh, an experience that's uplifting, we're going to find ourselves feeling better too. And we're transported actually to a different time and space possibly. And as we do this, we're really thinking in hindsight that possibly we've missed a lot of moments because we've been in hindsight. And when we think of the limitless you know, effort that with Mother Nature, there's just a lot of things that um, we can let go. When I open my eyes, I see love flows freely through me. When I open my ears, I hear floating songs of melody. When I open my feelings, I ensure I'm truly connected. When I open my voice, I share my vocal light everywhere. When I tune to my sense of smell, I'm enveloped in dancing aromas. When I open my full heart, I know I am made of a lot of parts. And with this mindful sensing, I find the creator is simply in me. So you want to embrace resilience as you mindfully move along with the moments of your day. It will positively affect your daily outside experience in a consistent way. And on that note, we are going to pause and we look forward to participating with you in another event here as we come along. Thank you for joining us this week on Mindful Space to Pause. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition featuring your host, Dee Lee, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you next time.